Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up the king's coast coffee but welcome to episode 99 of star wars and scotch i'm your host tim also known as darkness 429 and as always alongside me on this side uh is is my buddy kevin aka kevin x vision aka k magic 101 and then we've got a we've got a guest hi i was super excited i was gonna text kevin i was like man what are we gonna what do we do today? And then I looked through the show notes. I was like, Cam's coming. This is so sick. <laughs> I was very excited. So this is our buddy Cam, aka No Sleeves 12. Hi guys. I'm Welcome. excited to be I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk Star Wars. And I, I got some interesting questions for you gentlemen as uh as uh, more in-depth Star Wars nerds than I, but uh it has been a part of my life, the entire the entirety of it. So I'm really excited to talk. You guys are doing a great job here, and uh yeah, we got some big things coming for Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, welcome to the show, Cam. Cam, we've known Cam now for many, many years. We work with him on a lot of the uh, NHL stuff we do. Cam's one of the biggest NHL streamers, if not the biggest, on Twitch. Um, <clears throat> and uh, you play him, will be the show. He loves shooters and all those other games, but obviously uh, you're, you're well known for your uh, uh, coverage of, of NHL. And you might have also seen him calling uh, uh, Chell Challenge with Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, GWC, and some of the other uh, major ENHL events. Uh, but that's Cam. You can check him out. No Sleeves 12. Uh, uh, pretty much everywhere, right? Are you No Sleeves or No Sleeves 12 everywhere? Uh, I No Sleeves Gaming on Twitter. Okay, I'm No Sleeves there you 12 go. everywhere else. So uh, uh, go check out Cam and do that. But Cam, every guest that we have on the show, we ask them the same question because we always get a different answer and we love to, to hear it. But like, where does the journey start for you when you're getting into Star Wars? How does this all begin and, and lead down the path of being an uber Star Wars nerd to where you are now? All right. So uh, I, I'm going to say my age and the year I was born because I think this is, a, this is important because of the timeline of Star Wars. All right. Uh, I'm, 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 I was born in 1990, which... Again, I have something I want to bring up later. Hey, yeah, see, I was born in 1990. I was seven years old. I was out with my mom and her friends, and uh, I think they were just trying to get me to stop being anno- being annoying or something because they were hanging out having dinner, and uh, I got put down uh, at the couch, and uh, someone put on uh, A New Hope, and I just sat there, and I was like, this is it. Like, I've never seen it before. This is 97 now. I I was so obsessed with it that the next few years, like all I asked for for Christmas was like Star Wars toys. And ever since then, I've just been like I have the VHS tapes I found at my dad's place that were just burnt. Like I I must have watched Empire Strikes Back like a hundred times. And uh, yeah, ever since then, I've just been, you know, anything that comes out, uh, all the new movies, things like that. It's always been, uh, even when it's been in the in the background, I've I've never lost my fandom of Star Wars. It is. Uh, 
easily the best uh experience in terms of like uh you know just lore and things like that i've been i've been interested in my whole life so uh yeah man back to back when i was uh, seven i can still i have vivid memories of that moment which is so weird because i yep. it's so odd i can picture sitting on the couch at this place at my at my mom's friend's place watching a new hope so i don't know i i only remember the sound of the collector's case for the original trilogy there was mm-hmm. it was in a, in a gold and black box with Darth yep. Vader embossed on it mm-hmm. or embossed embossed. Good morning. Um, and and when you close it, it made a fart noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it, it was like three D three D H S. Yeah, because yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. big, and you'd push it, yeah. the air would come out and go. And I, I, that's <laughs> like that's one of my fondest memories of that collector's box. <laughs> so on the on the topic of embossed, I would suggest Tim you drink a little bit more of your King's Coast coffee this morning. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah. So I've got a I've got our uh, uh, Kuntash right now uh, going on. Ooh, yeah, I did a little. So okay, all right. So lately, uh, not lately, a lot of the time, um, I just like to take a, a shot of espresso and put it in a thing of ice and just pour it over the ice and then I essentially make an americano. But it's cold, and so I put the the, the the steam wand in there and then crank it up, and then it just melts all the ice really nicely, and it gives it this, like, little frothy, foamy guy. It's it's like pulling a nitro. It's delicious. I was, Give it a try. I was on, something Wayne would come up with. It was something that Wayne came up with. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, that's, yeah, that he was sounds like, an awful guys, like Wayne. Because I found the TikTok video, and then I sent it to Wayne, and then Wayne was like, this is fucking awesome. And then, yeah, and so then I tried it, and here we are. I uh, I was on the road uh, for work last week. I was going to meet a new potential partner, and um, I had to get not King's Coast because I left the house at, like, 6.45. And literally, I ordered an Americano, which is usually the safe bet, right? Like, it's, you know it's not hard. You can't make a freaking Americano? Yeah, I will tell you that a major coffee chain that I will not name. Oh, that's odd. Hey, Cam, that, that's can you, odd because you know that's how to make an it. Americano? Just real quick. I want to know if you know. If I, like, I actually brewing it? No, and because I've never. Make, do you know how to make it? I've, I've, no, I've never, I've never okay. made, I've never made one because I do pour over. Like I just do pour overs. Like it's the oh, only okay, way I make so, coffee. Yeah. So an American like is literally just, it's just a shot of espresso and water. That's oh, what water. I thought. I thought I didn't know it was water. So, okay, I didn't know. You essentially, okay. just make you make a cup of coffee from an espresso, which is great. It's delicious because, like, the reason why they call it Americanos is because Americans, when when during World War II, they couldn't they couldn't handle the espresso. It's very and so acquired. they watered it down, and they're like, ah, okay. so they just started calling it Americanos. There you go. I'll, I'll be honest, uh, as a Canadian, uh, this might be a maybe a hot take for any of our Canadian listeners, but if you have not had King's Coast or like a real coffee before, like actually done with like a pour over, and you go and have Tim Hortons uh, black, like just like how it's intended to be made, it is awful coffee. It is, it is not. It is not good. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have to have a double double, which is like the Canadian, like that's the standard. You go to you go to Tim Hortons, you get a double double, but you're just watering it down with like milk and sugar. But uh, yeah, it is. It is not ideal. Not good. So you need to have. You need to try real coffee. King's Coast King's coffee Coast is what I would recommend. <laughs> Dot I drink it every morning. Come. So Cam, another question we always ask is, what's yep. your favorite? piece of media for star wars it doesn't have to be a movie it could be a tv show it could be a game but like what's the thing that like was the sticking point for you and you're just like man this is just the best part of what star wars is oh man i I, this is gonna sound weird but like i feel like the uh what immediately came to mind well two things one was uh like the ships like from early on again i i I was became a star wars fan and like the i want to i'm gonna call it like the dead era of star wars which is something i want to get your opinion on but like the i was just so obsessed like the ships and and everything like that like the the snow speeders i I still remember like my toy of it like 
but outside of outside of that stuff like kotor like i yeah. probably put in a thousand hours of kotor and i've beaten it like three times but like i would start it and like just play it through the whole time because I, you know like once you know the ending the ending but like it, it was such a good game and um it, it made me so sad about the news recently um because i think there's so many with star wars being at its height of popularity really in my opinion other than like when it came out you know in the late 70s early 80s um i people need to experience that era of star wars because it was just Mm -hmm. in my opinion it's the best because the amount of force users is at like its highest like and i think that's something throughout the mainline movies you do not get a lot of clone wars i guess and which is always why i'm curious why it's such a low-rated movie among all of them but maybe i'll get your takes on that too um there's just not a lot of there's not there's not a ton of force users at each you know the mainline movies uh but kotor is definitely like my favorite piece of star wars media. and it sucks because it's not like you know it's, all of it's not canon right so yeah but i mean they again tim and i look at legends in a very interesting way uh, uh we say that they're legends they're rumors they're tales mm-hmm. so they could be true they mm-hmm. might be true oh but it Kevin, could be a story Kevin, the 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 clip that you showed me when the person was in galaxy's edge he's wearing the revan t-shirt and, yes. the, and the first order trooper comes by and he looks at him and he plays a voice comedy. He's like, ah, I see this person uh, knows the legends and then keeps on yeah. walking by. So like they already have recognized that these like these things are out there and they are being told as like those those legends, those stories, the lore that we have come to like any any story that is passed down from generation to generation to generation. Mm-hmm. That's how they're handling. They're handling like a, like a campfire story. You know, have you yeah, heard the I tale think they'll, of Darth Revan. They'll tweak stuff that we knew from coder and stuff like that as they bring these characters in but i think originally they thought they could just rewrite everything and introduce us to no thing and the fans are like hold the phone no (laughs) you don't just get to erase my childhood and now they're embracing what got the three of us into this Mm -hmm. and they're starting to bring these characters back and they're going to do it very slowly they're not going to rush they're not going to like be like slap a sticker on it and be like they're going to do it one by one piece by piece and we saw a little bit you know uh, of the things we want to see from d23 and we'll go over a lot of that uh, in a few but the tales of the jedi trailer like getting to see dooku's past with psycho sifo diaz and all that stuff so interesting because we've never really explored that outside of, of a few legends pieces mm-hmm. you guys have stuff you guys want to talk about in order i'm sure but i um so i, I was gonna some... let you have the floor first okay yeah so i, I know just... you got questions I, i've got i've got questions and again like so my my fandom and my level of knowledge is basically all the movies and shows um and I would say about 50% of the Disney novels, I went on a spree when they first came out. Like, I read probably nine of them. And now it's, you know, I, I just read the first, um, I'm just trying to remember the name of it because I'm not going to lie, my review of it is not very good, um, Into the Dark, which is technically oh, so like good. The, you liked Into the Dark? Loved okay. Into the Dark. It was so good. Um, I guess it's like a novel. I don't know what I was trying to expect from it. It was my first audiobook, by the way, inspired because of uh, Mark Thompson at uh, at uh, GCX. You didn't I, read. You didn't read Light of the. You didn't read Light of the Jedi first. No, I read into the. I read it because that's the first one in the canon. Like if you go and Google like the timeline, because obviously we're getting into that era, which is almost my favorite because it's even further back than what kotor is like set in i believe it's like 200 it's it's a while no it's no it's, it's only it's only a couple hundred years high republic yeah a couple hundred years 
yeah. a couple hundred years before um uh vader is born essentially That's yeah how they yeah, look yeah. At it. yeah. It, the way the way that this will end is it's going to be it'll be high republic and then we'll go acolyte and the acolytes the end of the high republic mm -hmm. era it's like a hundred years before episode one yeah so and when so, would the old republic take into when when was that supposed to be like a couple thousand years we, before yeah, it's a long actually, time right we don't yeah. actually know because we're going even farther back in time now so yes. the phase two of high republic is going to send us like 200 years farther back than when light of the jedi took place yes speaking of uh, let me slip some news in here and yeah. then we'll we'll get back on track uh acolyte casted uh lee jung jay from um squid game as the lead for oh. the show wow really yeah the korean a, actor what a crazy career trajectory that one show that is just it, it just goes to show like in insane um just like approach in something completely new that you know and it usually like i would say i would say movies that are um not as well received i guess by the masses if they're not like because the english dubbing of it is a little rough i i watched it in the english dub i didn't do subtitles and but it was just, it's just a phenomenon like and now he's in star wars which is absolutely crazy yep so we we uh we have um their code names are paul and miri um and uh so we have our first two actors i can't find her name the girl that we talked about last week that was cast in the show so we have our first two act uh, actors for the for the role jody turner smith thank you um for acolyte so yeah that acolyte is going to be the conclusion of the high republic there is heavy 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 rumors that darth sidious's master is going to be in the show um so uh, uh we'll we'll that's not plagueis is it yes it is plagueis. oh okay that's okay i was like are you not saying his name is a voldemort situation or like <laughs> they're calling him they're calling him paul in the in the the code names okay that's, that's gonna okay. be that's gonna be cool. Have you read the Plages book yet, KM or Kevin? I have not read the book. I read it like years and the Legends yeah. one years ago. So it'll so we'll get an even younger Plages at that point. And he will still be with his master then. I, his I master's think... name his master's name uh, eludes me. But Plagueis I that's master? interesting, Kevin. That's very, very interesting. I think I think Plagueis is gonna be the master in this. I don't think he's gonna have a master. Um. Then they're, they're then the book. Yeah, they'll change. Be, then the book's gonna get changed. Book's not canon. It's legends. Oh, is that a legends book? Ah, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. It's very old. It's like twenty years. It came out. Oh, it came out a little bit the, after. Was, I've been listening to the. I, I. I. When I run out of other audiobooks, I always end up going back to Plagueis, and mm -hmm. then I'll I'll listen to a bit, and then I'll just like kind of like put it away. It's, it's a really fun book. But like you said, it's like it's so old that it's just like I'd rather go read the new stuff. So. He's he's yeah he's he's canon. Of course, he's mentioned in tons of canon works, but yes, that story is not canon. So they'll probably tweak it to suit their needs I for High Republic. I think a story because they've done a lot to the mainline. Like they have pulled a lot. I mean, well, I'm assuming we'll talk about Andor and and, and even Mandalorian and things like that. Like they pulled new stuff out of all of the like out of the mainline movies right there is definitely something that like i would that i would i feel like the the fan base would love to see if you go back you know when you watch four five and six obviously and then you watch one two and three for the first time or even not the first time you already know the ending right like and i feel like that's that's um you know with all star wars i think that's something that like is good and also bad because there is a lot of star wars stuff where you already know the ending right um, but the path to get there is what makes it interesting. 
if you go like something that I've never thought about until just now until you talked about it, is like how the emperor concocted such an incredible plan. Because if you watch one, two, and three again, and I like I just did it yesterday because it had been it had been a couple years, and the the plan is just genius. And I have a couple oh, yeah. like I have a couple of questions in regards to like some of the things that I didn't that didn't make sense to me when I was watching it just from a movie standpoint. Like you, it's it's not really explained in the movie, so I'm curious. You guys will definitely know, but that would be an awesome thing to see if it, if if Plagueis has any like. Or, or that era has like any how he came up with this and like how he was going to enact it because it's a very big stretch like he's you know a politician which i guess okay maybe he's the, <laughs> but like all of these things were so calculated like even even with padme and like queen Amidala and like all of that like it naboo is not this giant like this amazing like you know core world planet that's like the in, in high power but he's like ah, i'm gonna use this planet and i'm gonna take over the whole galaxy with it it's like it's just a stretch if you think of it from like a logical standpoint how he ended up there because he had the plan the whole time all right so i'm gonna blow your mind uh, hold on hold on before you do that first cam you need to read light of the jedi and then you go back and read into the dark because that one I was comes to first. Do that too. okay okay it gives you all the information on the characters and the, the world I, so you're kind of coming into it it would be like watching episode five before you watched episode four that's so weird because in the in the time okay again star wars always goes backwards because it's number one like it's the first one right Light of the uh, no light of the Jedi is the introduction to the higher public. We meet all the characters. It's overwhelming. You're like, wow, this okay. is like a whole new it's world. Rough. Yeah, and then you go to Into the Dark, and you're like, okay, we have a cadence yeah, now. You're like, this is awesome. <laughs> go ahead, Tim on Plagueis. Okay, so no, the whole thing. Okay, so first off, Darth Tenebris is is Plagueis's master, and okay. so like the idea of Tenebris showing up is really fun for me because <laughs> Tenebris, you don't you really get to meet him in the book. He dies in the first chapter. Like Plagueis, like crushes him with a rock. Um, but the, the whole idea of like, of Sidious, um, if you go read Catalyst or listen to Catalyst, you will have a much better understanding as to like how deep that plan went into like what extents they went through to make this war machine work. And then after Catalyst, go and listen to the Aftermath series. It's a slow read, but it'll give you awesome insight into everything that Sidious did after his death and so like the whole idea of him being the eternal emperor is really interesting because of like operation cinder what like even though he was alive this whole idea like technically he was dead but we knew mm -hmm. we now know he's alive um this entire this entire plan that he had in place for if and when he died you know like he was always five steps ahead you know, like, and, and that's the really interesting it had to be. thing. And he, and he learns that from, from Plagueis is the whole idea of like, Plagueis wasn't a, he wasn't a, a warrior. He was a, he was a scholar. He was an academic. Mm -hmm. um, and so he was very, very smart. And so I assume he learned that from his master of this whole idea of like, you know, putting all these types of plans in place of just in case. Sidious was, was a student of the Sith. He would go back. He had, we learned in some of the games and some of the books, he had vaults filled with Sith artifacts, holocrons, relics, everything. He was part of what he was doing was going around the galaxy and collecting all this information and hoarding it for himself. So, but I wonder if that's because, because him being the eternal emperor, what if, what if he assumed that because the body of, of, of Sidious current was, was strong enough to house his spirit? There was no reason for him to worry about moving on. He he understood how to live forever. He knew that he could manipulate the force in a way where he could live for forever. And so if he learned all these skills 
then why would he why would he want to have all of his belongings that he had for a millennia scattered around the around the universe? So he, he didn't want collect them all. Those are all of his belongings that he has he has throughout his different lives he has collected throughout time. So that's that's the theory that you know the OG legends folks adhere to is one of two things. Cam, you remember in Swotor, the Eternal Emperor, the Sith Emperor. It's, yes, not, yeah. it's not a theory, Kevin. It is it is written in several books, even in kid books. <clears throat> there is a there is an episode nine child's novel that I that my son has, and it's it's one of the gold books, and it literally calls him the eternal emperor multiple so, times. So there's one of two ways to look at that. There's either he found the secrets of Tenebrae, which was the old eternal emperor. Because by the time we meet Tenebrae, even in Swotor, he's still thousands of years old. He's one of the Sith original purebloods, and he just literally body hops his soul and spirit to people. And then we learn in the expansion he actually was living in two bodies at once, which is just mind-freaking-blowing. Yeah. Uh, and, and he had a whole family. He had a whole other empire. Like, it's just wild. So either Sidious is Tenebrae, and Tenebrae has just bounced through the Sith for thousands and thousands of years, or... Sidious learns Tenebrae's secret and is preparing, which is how we get to the point in episode nine, which also links to the fact that the Starforge could be on Exegol, part of Exegol, something having to do I with Starforge, so. man. The, the book, oh. the, book, the uh, Shadows of the Sith makes me think that they're trying to retcon the Starforge. <laughs> it could. I, I, yeah, I, feel I like think that Starforge is like got to be involved in like that. I, I think it's the way. The I think way it's doing this, it. Tim. Yeah, I, know, I think it's like I know, Kevin, it I, I know they're blending. They're like they're kind of like trying to blur the lines a bit and trying to just like make it work. But the way that it's written in the Shadows of the Sith, when he talks about all of these, all of all of these Sith drones that that they have recruited or forced to work for them, and they're building things. That's not that's not a Starforge then. That's that's somehow they are pulling all of these materials to again. This is the other part that I don't understand and they need to do a better job of explaining like they did in Catalyst is how were they able and I know I know Exegol is like way the hell out there. But how did nobody no one do any type of reconnaissance or, or see that this was going on? Like it blows so, my mind. There must have been there must have been planets that were inhabited by people that had governing bodies that had like an actual like galactic system. Where they're like, hey, man, like this planet just disappeared. Where'd it go? You know, why is this planet destroyed? Where did all the materials go? Like there's, they, there were so many Star Destroyers. That, and the other thing of where they're like, we're building Death Star 2, but then we're also building these really compact little little planet killers. Like that's, that's the part where I'm having like a really hard time understanding of, of how, can the, how can you have this thing going on in episode six where they're, they're, they're doing the whole Death Star thing. And at the same fucking time, they're over in Exegol building mini Death Stars on top of Star Destroyers. That's what Cam is saying. Like, he's always has a backup plan to his backup plan to his backup plan. I, I know. Yeah, most definitely. He's always five steps ahead. But at the same time, it's just like, I really want to, I, I, me personally, Tim, I want to get into the nitty grittiness of it and see, like, how did this all work? Like, I mean, that's you, the part that's you know, it's something that's not explained well. Like, Exegol's. Beyond the red line and beyond the red line, we don't know much about besides the Chiss, the Grisk, who are now canon or, or, or introduced into canon. And the rumor that the Yuzong Vong, that, by the way, after reading Thrawn, the Grisk are not the Yuzong Vong, Tim. No, they're not. 
The Yuuzhan Vong would have freaking I, slaughtered those people. That would have not have went down the way it went in that book. Right. No, but they, like the Grisk are like, but they still are like the same style. They're nomadic. They're they're a warlike tribe. They have no exactly. real home. They're they're all about conquest, right? Like that's the Grisk, and the Grisk but is all about. What? That's the shit that's out beyond the red line. Like we don't I, yeah, even, I know. We like, can't even comprehend all, that's it. All, that's all out in unknown space, and so like that's that's what I like. I think that's why I like the um the ascendancy book so much is because it's so outside of the normal star wars that i am in inundated with all the time it's so unique and so different when they start talking about all these different races and like all these like the way of life in the in the unknown regions is wild it is so cool and i would love to see more of that and hopefully that's what we're going to get in the ahsoka show and hopefully ahsoka is going to be the 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 person that takes us past the 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 Star Wars galaxy line, and it takes us into the unknown region, regions of space that we've never been to, except for the one time where Kylo kind of just like quickly speeds through it. <laughs> That's a big deal. That right mm -hmm. there is a big fucking deal because we've never seen that part of Star Wars before. And they kind of yes. just like, they just gloss over it. Speaking of the Ahsoka uh, show, uh, Ezra's actor was confirmed as Iman Isfandi. He's from King Richard and the upcoming film, The Expansion, uh, The Inspection. I have never heard of him, but then I saw his picture and I was like, oh, yeah, he yeah, you perfect. You it's, can it's be gross. Ezra. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can be Ezra. Uh, Mina Masood, I felt bad for him. He uh, he made a statement. He said, glad the rumors will stop now. Never really had a fair shot at it, unfortunately, but just wasn't meant for me, I guess. Can't deny the dude looks exactly like Ezra. I hope it's done justice. He sounds sour about it, Tim. He probably really wanted it. Like, I mean, like this so is the, the, probably for some probably in the in the acting community. I would assume that Star Wars right now is probably the hottest thing that you want to be on. Right oh, now, yeah. like that's just me just making an assumption like just well, the way that star wars is right now it's killing it it's crushing it in all mediums and it's, it's crushing it in books in comics on in video games tv and movies like there is there is nowhere that you can go where you just don't hear star wars like they hear me out yeah it's be on that note you know how henry cavill's bouncing to every other ip except yeah DC he's the to fucking king of the nerds to screw dc because they screwed yeah. him to superman Hear me out. Hear me out. Imagine this for one second. Close your eyes. Henry Cavill as Grand Admiral Thrawn. No. Picture it. P wait, picture it. Picture it before you say no. He I, has I, the body type for a younger Thrawn. No. He's too big. Like, literally, no. he has too much muscle mass. Thrawn's dripped, dude. Okay, I don't know what Pornhub Star Wars <laughs> you're watching, but... <laughs> Every character model that I've ever seen for Thrawn yeah, is a very all the chists are slender. very slender. They're not like they're not they're they're not like big warriors. Like yeah, they're warriors, but like Thrawn is not a big dude. He's very slender, and Henry Cowell is a big guy. And his body, like I don't, he doesn't have the face for it, man. He needs an he, he needs does have the face for it. He, does he has not. the jawline. He has the hair. He has the face for it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. When Kevin. would he like go yeah, back? Go back to the scene in Clone Wars where Thrawn is throttling those dro those droids, absolutely destroying them with just a rod and flexing while he does it. Go back to that scene and get back to me. Henry Cavill's too big. Nope. He'd be Superman. perfect. Superman. 
<laughs> I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> I feel he like he is. He could Superman. He could shed a little bit of like muscle mass to play throne. <laughs> Christian Bale does it all the time. Christian Bale's a different breed. Christian Bale is a completely different breed. He's a different breed. Oh my <laughs> dude. You should oh my god, I love watching Henry Cavill work out. <laughs> That's that man, his shoulders are, are goals. I just want bolder shoulders like Henry Cavill. I just think if you gave him red contacts and, and blue skin and let him thin out slightly, he'd be perfect. I mean, like, okay, sure, but I just I don't think Henry Cavill is the right person to play Nithron Nerodo. And they uh I have a question for you guys. All right. So there's another time about earlier. Like, so this, this is what brings this up. My mom told me, I was talking about how I was obsessed with Star Wars as a kid. And my mom told me that when I became a Star Wars fan, it was impossible to find stuff, which blows my mind. Because if you think about now, Star Wars is a tight, right? Like you just can't, you can't miss it. Right. But in that nineties, I think a lot of people forget that like Star Wars was just not at the height. Like it was, it was, I don't want to say dying, but like there hadn't been anything for you know almost two decades. Right. So when you were growing up, all right, who was your favorite character from Star Wars before episode one came out? Before you saw episode one, what was your favorite character? Chewie. It'd probably, it'd probably be Luke. Okay, so I was about to ask this. What is the one character that has not that you want to see more live action for that is on a, a highlighted level from that from your childhood that you think deserves that that needs that? And I, I'm curious if we have the same answer. Because we got Boba Fett. Boba Fett has know, dude, like, five minutes, like, yeah. which is wild because that's everyone's favorite. But he has five minutes of screen time in four or five and six, essentially, other than like the expanded, See, you like, know, when they. All of, all of the cool guys, though, like let's use all the bounty hunters, for example, like they all got justice in Clone Wars and in Rebels. Mm -hmm. um we've got like i mean like and those are all the cool guys and like i mean everybody's back like that's the who that doesn't have a cool who does not have a cool like lore focus point of a of, of four five and six just I'm curious curious about about from the Ewoks. we're talking cinematic universe right yeah so like you watch four five and six right and then from your childhood like give me a character that you don't that, that you want, that you need to see some so a focus point, kind of like on the same level as Boba Fett. I, I mean, I mean, honestly, if the only person who hasn't had like enough screen time, I think is probably Lando. Like I, Lando, like, but that's a, that's a frustrating part because Lando in Solo was really mm -hmm. fun. Big um, part, yeah. Lando in Shadows of the Sith really fun i would love to see a lando calrissian show because he gets into shit like he's really like his character's really fun he just he the gets comedy would be stuff. very good yeah he's got like this nice like uh, like uh harmonious like in between of being funny suave. and serious like all the time mm -hmm. yeah he's very suave like he's he's kind of like he's kind of a ladies guy it's fun i would totally be down like it's almost like a james bond or like um like an uh mission impossible kind mm -hmm. of attitude right like kind of ethan hunt kind of more so james bond in the sense of like i'm a badass but i like ladies too or i'll fuck a robot who knows yeah. um so like yeah honestly probably probably lando calrissian i would love to see more love for him what about you Kevin? i said chief chirpa the ewok king <laughs> I, mean, dude, I don't know if his dialogue would be that deep but <laughs> you, you said someone that didn't get enough screen time so i'm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i mean this is a hot take i'm sure but I feel like as a fan of Star Wars that started in the mid-90s, I have not gotten a 
a fulfilling experience of Luke. And let me tell you why. Because Luke in 4, 5, and 6 comes off... If you were to go back in 4, 5, and 6, he is not among the coolest characters. Like, it's Han, Chewie, Boba Fett, Vader. Right? Like He is not... I, I don't think he is viewed... If you were to ask everyone who their favorite character was, now it would not be Luke. And then in 4 and 5. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he's... You know, and then if you go to 7, 8, and 9... I don't know if it's Mark Hamill, and I don't know what it was, but it did not vibe the the old Jedi Master Luke. Just I didn't enjoy it at all. Like I I personally did not like you know like his his what he what they were trying to make him, which is now like a master. There's a large section that is of the coolest parts of Luke that we never get to see in in live action. Um, the, honestly, the best piece of Luke lore I've ever seen or or, or gotten is his book that takes place, I believe, after uh, four and between five. And I can't remember the name of it. It was one of the first Disney novels I read. But I just remember it being, like, the most, like... Um, you need to read Shadow of the Sith. Yeah. Sha- what, what, so, where does that one take place? It's... Uh, in between six it's and after nine. six and it's way before seven it's so, it's closer to when you find him in mando okay so the scene of him and grogu and then yeah like making the making the or i guess boba fett and it's that mando season 2.5 so you're you will learn i'll give you this because it's very early in the book and it doesn't give anything away mm-hmm, luke mm-hmm. interacted with ray's parents at one point that's awesome i like how they did so that. The- more Luke stories from that era are now going to start pouring out because that's really the only time period we have to like have any meaningful interaction with Luke. I think they're going to bring Mara Jade back, and and that, that's yeah. going to add to Luke's anger and why he's such a curmudgeonly asshole when we meet him again. Is something's going to happen to her, and she's going to either leave him or die or something, and 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 it's going to take him to a dark place, which is how he ends up on Octo. I just think he's a character that was you know obviously the highlight of four five and six and even a very important character in well eight i guess um it's just it's unfortunate because i i don't i think that he won't get enough or until he gets like his own like live series thing because like the books are awesome because you get to use like your your you they fill in so much like so many dots right um but like yeah like when he gets his like when he gets his own show like which i'm sure i'm sure will be coming like in the next little while just like something i don't know i just feel like i haven't had a fulfilling experience with luke skywalker and he was like the guy early in the like when i became yeah, when i became I, I agree with you 100 i think luke finally comes into his own in episode eight i think i think luke you finally see the full the full picture of luke skywalker at the end of eight when he finally comes to peace with everything and he understands like my journey really isn't over and I'm just going on to my next thing. Um, when he, when you see that acceptance and he kind of just becomes one with the force, like that's a beautiful way to end Luke's. Well, not really. Like, it's, it's a beautiful way to close off that chapter for Luke. Yes. Yeah. Um, closing it off. Yes. Yeah. I will say shadows of the Sith give a, give a completely different picture um, painted to, to Luke Skywalker. Like he is just, he is, he is portrayed in a completely different light than he is in four, five, and six in the movies. He's not mm-hmm. the whiny, bitchy Skywalker. Yeah, that's exactly why anymore, I love that right? book, too. He's not like the whiny <laughs> Skywalker like his dad was in episode two and three. Um, you know, he's like, I just want to go fight the Empire. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. not that anymore. Um, you can tell, like, there's so much between the end of six when, when, his, when the Death Stars, when the Death Star blows up and the destruction of Luke's temple. There's a lot there. There's a yeah, big that's gap what, in yeah. time, and they're starting to paint that picture. They do it in Shadows of the Sith. 
we get a Mando. really we get a nice uh yeah we get a nice picture of it in boba with boba fett and mando and ahsoka and they're all there and and happy um so like they're, they're giving us like little nods to luke skywalker i just don't think that we're really going to get a show i don't that's think, that's what i'm that, saying to your point cam i don't think he has enough weight to carry a show I think they're going to continue using him as an ancillary character, and he just kind of shows up every once in a while. Him, Boba Fett, Mando, yep. and Ahsoka are now able to kind of just like transcend the barriers of shows, sprinkle on top of each other, and kind yeah. of just like walk into the group whenever they feel like it because it keeps people hooked. When you can bring Mark Hamill back as Luke Skywalker, de-age him, make him slender, mm -hmm. but he's still able to do all the mannerisms and, and actually give the tonal inflections and everything else of how Luke Skywalker behave. Oh my God, that's so fucking cool. But I, 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 but Mark Hamill doesn't have the ability to carry a show. No, I, I agree. Like I, I, I that, and like up until because I remember waiting even when all of the new shows and what and whatnot came out. Like Mandal the end of Mandalorian, you got like the Darth Vader Rogue One scene. Like I, yeah, I, I, there is not in, like inver he's yeah, cool. Inverse of it was so awesome. Yeah, he's cool in the movie, like in four, five, and six. Like he is cool, but there is so little force in the Jedi being used, which is what I think is just so weird about four, five, and six. And like Luke. He is like obviously the, the the protagonist, but he just doesn't get a enough of like I'm much like what Vader had. Vader now you see like in the movies he's technically just like you know like a hench he's an attack dog. Exactly, he's a and you you see how vicious he is in all the shows and lore before it now because they're showing you what he's like, right? And the world embraced him as the cool villain, and they yeah. were like, oh, Vader's fun, Vader's cool. And then Lucas was like, no, I don't want you to think of him that way. So he had him slaughter children in episode three, and everyone was yes. like, all right, that's dark. And now they're bringing that even more to the forefront by showing you how Rogue One was the next step, Obi-Wan was the next step. Like, they're really showing you how awful he is as a person uh, more and struggles with Luke. his demons because yes. he does have redeeming qualities did you watch did you watch the the um the return of or the, what was the the, the behind the scenes for obi-wan gallery I how, I've, i'm watching no, it this weekend they, they call they call it something else it's like return of the jedi or, or the light it's light work or light uh i, I remember return I think a, you, yeah I think they right. just released yeah. it with with disney plus day yep. anyways i want to go to the piece of uh when they were when they were interviewing uh christian Right? No. Um, Hayden Christensen? Hayden Christensen. Holy I always do that. I always want him to be Christian Hayden. Christensen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, when, when they're interviewing Hayden, he's like, you know, I just, I really wanted to bring this character. Like he talks about how he wanted to bring this character to life and, and do it again. But he, he talks about how, um, like, is Anakin, like, that whole, the whole idea of, like, you know, like, Anakin's dead. And he even says, he's like, he's like, George, George always said that there's always a bit of Anakin invader. Always. He's like, there's always that struggle of, of light and dark. It's not, it's not gone indefinitely because like it, because if, if it was gone, when, when Luke says, I sense, I sense the good in you father, you know, it's like, it's still there. Like it, Anakin is still, still alive. He's still there. And, and I think they, they're, they're going to do a better job of showcasing that because like, I keep on saying that, like, I think Darth Vader is going to end up being turned into like an anti-hero. I think the way that they, they really want to humanize this character and showcase that like, he really is more, he like, there is more to the man than there is just machine. You know, it's like when Obi, the line where Obi-Wan's like more machine than men now, like I, I, I disagree. I think there's still a lot of man in there and he struggles and he's like he's living with the weight of all of the bad decisions that he made and he doesn't feel like there's a way to escape it 
Well, his core values. The why I say that yeah. is because, like, they continue to develop this character of him trying to figure out, like, they go back to the My New Empire. Mm -hmm. Like, he always wants to try. Like, I feel like he's constantly trying to make up for what happened at the end of episode three. You well, I mean, when you when you think about it, like he's he's viewed now as like the, you know an extremely dark Jedi went up, but the reason why he became one was for a good intention, for right? love. But like exactly, he like it's a you know, number like episode three is like a tragic love story. If you were to it take is. away, like it's dude, it is poorly directed sad. and written, yeah. but it's really sad. It is really. I sad. do love the people that have been coming out lately and saying no woman eight months pregnant would have handled taken his little petty bullshit like that. And they have like <laughs> yeah. comics of him, like of her just slapping him across the face and pulling him by the ear and be like, get your ass back in the ship. What the hell's wrong with you? Like well, she's really in all honesty too. That one's in, in all honesty, no pregnant woman, like with their hormones raging would have just sat there and cried. They would have like probably gotten violent with him at that point. Cut your so, shit, Anakin. Like, just walk yeah, I, ship. Like, I gotta oh, say, I think I'm tired and hungry. I think that's it. My feet are swollen, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> like, but, yeah. I, I don't. I, yeah, but continue. The, it emperor, is the, the emperor is like a, a lord that just is evil and wants total control, like total control over everything. Um, whereas Darth Vader literally just kind of fell into that because he was legitimately trying to save like the woman that he loved, which is a, a great example of why Jedi aren't allowed to do that because you see like what ends up happening, which is a human response. But then as he's going through, like now he's just like stuck, you know, he's made when you kill the younglings, like you've gone, you've gone far enough, right? Like you, there's no going back. So now he's like, oh, like now I got to do all this, right? Like I've got to go and, and become this, this ruler, right? For the emperor. But like, I feel like deep down, he does not want that. Like, cause he was oh, he just trying the to. Emperor. Yeah. Well that too. Like, I mean, like, he, well, cause he knows what, knows what he did. Like he just, he, read the, he, he constantly read the Vader comics. Read well, the Vader comics. to kill him, or like the Doctor Afra book is fantastic. It paints Vader. His book where they get tra where they get trapped on, uh, which is one of the early Disney novels when they first bought when they first got it. I'm, I'm oh my god, I'm trying to picture. I can picture the cover. Uh, they get trapped on a on a sh on a planet. It's just them two, and he, like he, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't remember the name of it. Do um, you know the story with Vader's Death Troopers? No. So you know how they. They've introduced Death Troopers, and most yes. Imperial officials now have their own, like, division of Death Troopers. Vader's are loyal to him and only him. They're the only Death Troopers in the entire Empire that, like, the last stop isn't the Emperor. Vader's Death Troopers, if he said attack the Emperor, would turn and start attacking the Emperor. Yeah, the 501st is really awesome. <laughs> Like I feel like I, I feel like that like every like Sith Lord and like you know and like Dark Jedi like they have like the there is no like I just want to serve you like they do but like they all want to be the top right well, like that's which the, is like that's the whole point of rule of the two. rule two the, exactly the rule of two is to have someone of power mm -hmm. and to have someone that wants to claim that power at all times yep. there's always this power struggle between master and Jedi or master and apprentice in the Sith world is that the apprentice is always supposed to want to to be the master and, and take all of his powers and then more and like that's the only reason for the rule of two yeah. is to get them so so madly in love with the power of their master that they will do anything and everything to take it from them so uh um so obviously andor's you know coming like at the, at the height of it's or about about to be about to be out one week yeah yep. dude one week I'll be honest with you. So I knew I was coming on here, right? And I knew that like Andor would come up at some point. And for whatever reason, I tried to figure out why I wasn't as excited for Mandalorian and Boba Fett as I was for Andor. 
and i realized that i've only seen rogue one a handful of times like one like i saw it twice in theaters and i was like maybe i just forget about it rogue one is the i don't, I don't know if this is like a stretch it is the best star wars movie and yes, yes. yeah like because As a movie yep yeah, like it, it is incredible, and I didn't, re- and I think it was because it had been so long. Like I watched it when it first came out. Like I would just watch, I hyper watched it, and I did. It had just yeah. been a few years, so now I'm far more excited f- for for Andor. But what's something in Andor that you're most excited for? Like about that? Like what what are you most excited to see? The 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 seeds of the rebellion. We've never seen how the rebellion came together. The seeds were planted in Obi Wan when we met uh, Roken. Yep. Broken, yep. right? That's his name. Yeah, broken. Um, so we're gonna see. We are going to see the formation of the rebellion and the and the effort that it took. There is a reason that they are so tentative to start a rebellion against the Empire. We know the Empire is vicious. We know that they are super controlling. I mean, they're the, the original model for them is is the Nazis, and that yeah. should that should tell you a whole story right there. So, mm-hmm. in that sense, we are going to see how the rebellion formed, how they they took risks to to try and do this the people getting sick of it over time be like i can't do this anymore i have to do something about this yeah and that is why that first trailer for andor was super like you 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 almost felt your blood pressure go up a little bit because like they're like in hiding hiding in plain sight that's the best yeah. way I, I can put it and 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 in the trailer he literally diego luna talks about uh, you know, like I'm sneaking into the empire and they don't even notice me. And mm-hmm. that is like that mission impossible behind enemy lines. I have a feeling this show is really going to like make you like hold your breath a lot and just be like uncomfortable situations. And that that's going to be a new thing in Star Wars. We've never really explored this as, as a spy. That's fun. Yeah, that is true. I guess that is something that's like like the rebellion, like and uh, remove like for the for the casual fan base, which is the majority of the fan base. Like you you have to assume that like they watch the movies and maybe right. one or two of the shows, right? Like I guess yeah, that is that's another thing. I, I, have a, I have a couple other things like from watching the first three movies again, but that like that the casual fan base, yeah, like the start of the the start of the rebellion is not really thought about. It's just like oh, every you know antagonist needs a protagonist it's like oh here's the empire and now you've got the small rebellion which is kind of what seven eight nine is again which is like if you were to just watch the movies it's so weird how they like oh four five and six they make one two and three and it's like they forgot what four five and six was and it's very similar like into, yeah. if you just were to like write the story and just change the characters because i was watching i was watching eight again because i eight is like i just i don't know it has this bad bad view or bad um rating among the list of them and it was just like start seeing how the rebellion starts is going to be I- extremely fun because i think you know like four five and six is like still my holy gra- the holy grail of star wars movies it's still you know but there's not a lot explored in them there's a lot that happens in four five and six and there's very you know in terms of not novels because i think novels is where you go you you have the casual fan that's when you kind of go to the next level when you like need that and then, then they just are like oh there's a book about it whatever but I feel like live action and making TV show and, and movies—that's when it really becomes for the casual fan base, you know, a lot, a lot more, um, a lot more important. There's something. So I watched Rogue One, and there's something that didn't make sense lore-wise to me. And so Galen or Urso, right? Does he? Yep. He is in charge of developing the Death Star, right? Yep. Is he the one that comes Not up with it? Not entirely. Okay. So so if you read Catalyst, you'll get the entire story of Galen. So Galen was originally, he was a, an energy researcher. The whole idea was he was trying to come up with, with sustainable, renewable, clean energy to go out the and fix the outer rim. 
So the Outer okay. Rim during the Clone Wars gets obliterated, you know, yes. just completely just decimated during the Clone Wars. So his idea when what he wanted to do is he wanted to use kyber crystals to as as a f- form of energy to help the Outer Rim. Now, Krennic and and Galen are friends. And and Krennic, he ends up uh convincing him that Galen is actually working on this renewable energy project that is being funded by the empire what he doesn't know that what he doesn't know is what's going on is they are compartmentalizing all of these different research groups to make them think they're all working on different things when in fact they're all working on the death star so galen doesn't know that he's working on a on a death machine until after the fact that he finds out that all this shit's going on his family just gets moved to coruscant but like weird things start to happen where he's like I don't like this. You come to find out that the exhaust vent that was made in the Death yes, Star that's was the, Galen. Yeah. That was Galen. Galen. That's why Rogue One that. is so good. That's why yeah, Rogue One is yeah, so good because there's so many odds. There's so many different yeah. levels to how we get to the end of Rogue One, and like there's a like, that's why I love Catalyst so much because it really just it drops you off on the doorstep of Rogue One, and it just it gives you a fantastic backstory. Like I went and listened to Catalyst. And then, like, two days later, I went and watched Rogue One. I was like, oh, my God, that's Galen. I was like, oh, shit, there. Oh, my God. And, like, everything was, like, leading up to parts in the book. And I just, I loved it. It was perfect. Because, like, in yeah. episode two, there's, like, a five, sorry, just before I forget, there's, like, a five-second clip where one the Geonosian leader is, like, hey, uh, like, we have to remove our plans for, and it shows the Death Star. And I'm just, like, yeah. So that, like again, so, it remembers from a casual viewer, right? Like, because like yeah. Rogue One, if you were to ask people that watch Rogue One, I think people would assume that Galen Erso is the one that, like, to an extent, like they know that he's like farming. But when he when they take him away and then they finish working on, like, he's working on the Death Star, right? Yeah. I think it's just like build is that, which is like a little yeah. confusing, I guess. But so he when he finds out that he's making the Death Machine, that's when he leaves Coruscant. They they yes. they leave Coruscant and he ends up in that backwater planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was already too late. Like that was the whole thing is like it was essentially like the job was already done and they needed him yeah. to like finish it up. Um and, and like the what was I gonna say? There was um damn, I totally lost my train of thought. But anyways, catalyst is fantastic. Oh, Geonosis. So yes. Geonosis plays into this. So what they were using Geonosis for is they were gonna use all the workers. They were gonna pull all the materials. <laughs> yeah, they were pulling uh, materials from different planets and they were building the uh, Death Star in low orbit because it's too big. It's too it big to big. assemble on the ground. So what they were doing is they actually had this like umbilical cord from Geonosis to the Death Star. And they would just send drones. They would send these Geonosian drones up there just to just to do all the work. What's crazy is like they would just like they would just die and they would just like replace them. They treat them like shit. Yeah, because they were like they were like terrible. insects, right? Like right. They and, they were and just... then if you go and watch Rebels, if you go and watch Rebels, you get the aftermath yes. of what happens on Geonosis. Because mm. like every, they go there and they're like, everybody's dead. What happened? And then they find like the queen in the bottom of the hive and whatnot. And then, and then, if you want to get even crazier, go read the Doctor Afra book, and you come back to Geonosis, and he ends up taking the queen to use as a replicator. It's that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that that it's is nuts, 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 dude. Yeah. It's like all of these. Like, it, I feel like Charlie, and I'm like just like red, I'm just taking the red yeah. yarn. I'm just like you're just connecting all of it. It's beautiful. It's really cool. The, the clip I dropped in in the chat cam is one of the deleted scenes from Revenge of the Sith that I have no idea why it was deleted from Revenge of the Sith. Um, that is a much I, watch, must watch before Andor. I actually think it, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's Mon Mothma talking yeah. to oh. Padme and a few they of the other have never senators. Taken that scene out. That was a so. That was a. They're so literally scene. talking about rebellion. 
and how they have to keep it quiet and everything. That to me is a must watch um, be before you dive in because it make it just kind of brings everything full circle. We're running short on time here, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna hit on the the last two things that we had in the notes. Um, we had the uh, skeleton crew, the first picture revealed with Jude Law. And he, he has the kids behind him because we know he's traveling with a bunch of kids. They're blurred out. It looks like the one on the right is uh, a Twi'lek. I could be wrong. And the rest seem to be uh, humanoid of some sort. Um, but he's got three gatekeeper droids staring at him in the shot. And he just kind of smiles. He looks great. I think he looks very Star Wars-y. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. Um, <clears throat> supposedly he's a villain, though. What? He's not the good guy. Yeah. That's I what they. The whole, I thought the whole story was about him. Apparently, he's the villain in that. Good. So you know should... what? That's awesome because we don't get enough stories from the villain's point of view. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where oh, that he's goes. Always on Tatooine. Those are those. Those are those. Uh, the. The gatekeeper droids. They're not just on Tatooine though. We've seen them on other planets. Oh, I thought they were just. I thought these were just. Well, I don't no, know, it's... dude. He kind of looks like it. Kind of looks like Tatooine. There's sand. There's like it's <laughs> sand. It's immediately got to be Tatooine. It's sand, Kevin. It's definitely Tatooine. It's the only planet in all of Dude. Star Wars with sand. Go to Hoth. Go to Hoth. Do We're something. definitely going back like, to Tatooine. I guarantee it. It's too cold. This is also, this cold. Is also a pirated yeah. picture. This yeah, is not, because they that's leaked. Oh yeah, no, it was only supposed to be for the D twenty three folks. There was oh, a few they showed things, it at D twenty three. God, I'm so tired of BCD stuff. Yeah, and then Appar um, apparently. Um, uh, Little Mermaid. They showed off that entire that entire scene. Yeah, we, I, think I would. I, I would love to see the entire scene. Everyone's like, it was fantastic. Everybody looks great. <laughs> I'm like, I only saw the trailer. So tired. Of oh, like for Star oh, okay. Wars, I got for, you. I'm just, I'm just saying, just like in general, at D23, there was a lot of BCD stuff. Um, and the same thing was at Star Wars. I know you have to give the people who go there it's like something to do. But at the same time, it's like there's a lot of people who are a part of the fandom that are, that don't have the ability to go. Yeah. Um. And like I would, I would love to have, even if it was like a digital ticket at this point, I would buy it. You know, because it's just like it's really frustrating to not have the ability to see that stuff. And like I'm really tired of of watching it pirated. It's like I'd rather have the the full quality watched on the TV screen. Like that would be fun for me. So in um, the other big thing that they revealed was the Tales of the Jedi trailer looks so good i know so we know we're getting oh. yaddle a young yaddle mm -hmm. we're getting ahsoka's origin like uh growing up on the tegruta planet and then we're also getting um storyline is the one that i'm interested in dooku because sifo is in it and mace is in it uh, they're in but in ahsoka did you see the sith or something or inquisitor i'm not even sure what it is in the ahsoka trailer uh maybe i didn't even there's a quick even... clip of someone with a red lightsaber and and uh imperial insignias on their cloak and they have a hood and a full mask on i have no idea who that sounds is like, sounds like an inquisitor to me fighting against ahsoka so that was interesting and everyone's speculation is that oh yeah here's the mask uh if you young, go to the trailer qui-gon looks awesome oh i just i literally oh. just saw the close-up of that mask that's definitely like an acolyte Mask. It's a, if you if you put CC on because I have CC on it says Inquisitor so Inquisitor that would be mask. yeah it's it just in. like he's wearing like one of those masks they talk about in Tales of the Sith. Cyphodius yeah. is someone Sith. as like a casual like again someone who just watches if you were to just watch the mainline movies that's like another thing that like it's just not really explained to the casual audience that why Cyphodius like made the art like you know what I mean like the army like if you go back and watch like episode two and they go there and they talk about Cyphodius like that I can't wait to see that because I'm, I'm assuming um, they talk you know about I mean? it. They talk about it a little bit in Clone Wars. They get a little in, more into it. Yeah. With Dooku. 
Um, but yeah, like in, in Young Qui Gon, honestly, like I'm interested in the relationship between that book is great. Qui Gon and Dooku. That book is great. Which the, book? the 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 uh, the uh, do the Dooku the Dooku novel that happens before Episode One. Oh my god, why can't oh, I remember I must, the name of it? I haven't I haven't read that one. What 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 do what book is that? I wonder. Oh, if sorry, no, the Qui. I'm thinking. I think I'm making I'm mixing up the Qui Gon one. I wonder if Mace is going to be an absolute asshole to everybody in this one. I hope so because he's because that's how he's in the books. Yeah, yeah. He's so he should shitty. be. He should be. I'm telling you, he's going to come back. He stopped this fall, Tim, in Coruscant. Oh, shut up. Force, and he's going to come back with one hand and very angry. Uh, that's all the time <laughs> we have for today. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's too many Sith on this motherfucking planet. Um, uh, thank you, Cam, so much for joining us. We will definitely have you back in the future. Give a shout-out to the folks where they can find you, what you're up to, and uh, anything you're working on that is uh, of relevance for people to go check out. If you enjoy sports games, just check me out on Twitter, at No Sleeves Gaming. That's pretty much my uh, my main focus and my job day-to-day, but I'm always down to talk Star Wars. So, yeah, just come check me out on Twitter, at No Sleeves Gaming. Cool, cool, cool. So make sure you go hey, say hello to uh, Cam on Twitch, too. That's where I hang out with him. Uh, you can check out Timmy's Darkest 429 everywhere on the Internet. He streams Monday through Friday, 9 a.m.-ish Eastern uh, at fb.gg slash darkness429, uh, YouTube, TikTok, all of the other relevant places, darkness429. I'm Kevin. Everything I do is at raredrop.co. We got a new website coming soon that'll be easier yeah. to navigate. I'll explain all of cool. our wonderful services. So if you're in the in the market for stuff that we work on, then uh, let's talk. And uh, if you just want to enjoy our content, then cool, do that as well. Um, we will be back next week for whatever we're doing with Andor. Tim and I need to sit down and discuss that because we haven't yet. Right. Um uh and uh check yeah, out our, our we have every week right now we have running um uh lord of the rings D middle earth second age uh for another four episodes of that we have watch parties for every uh, uh rings of power episode with me uh i'll be doing actually one today so by the time you hear this it'll, it'll have happened but come for episode four next week and then uh in a few weeks we start i actually think it starts next week the star wars of scotch game nights on the night we release the Star Wars of Scotch episodes and Andor comes out, I'm going to be live playing some Star Wars games so we can have a nice little chat about Andor every week. So uh, stay tuned awesome. for that. All right. You guys have a good one. Cam, you know how we end the episodes. It's your turn. No, I mean, like, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. No, you didn't man. do it, Cam. You didn't Wait, do it. I'm being too, Sorry, my bad. Do I do the cold exit? He's being so Canadian. I, yeah, so, I, I, God. Here's the way to end it. I have to apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> All you had to say was, may the force, may the force be, with, be you. with you. Yeah, may the force be with you. I apologize. I'm sorry. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.